Episode 16 of the State of the Old Republic podcast was originally recorded on December 12th, 2016. It's the State of the Old Republic podcast. This week, BioWare held a producer's live stream where they addressed issues with the Galactic Command System and talked about future content for the game. I'll have details on all of that. Also this week, as Knights of the Eternal Throne moves into its third week, I'll talk about my Galactic Command progress and continued thoughts on the system. Finally this week, I'll get all spoilery with the Knights of the Eternal Throne story. And with that, it's time to make the jump to light speed and check out the State of the Old Republic. Well, welcome to Episode 16 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted. And as you heard in the opening, I have another great show lined up for you today. First up, let's review some announcements for the Old Republic. And first up is the Cartel Market 50% Off Collection Unlock Sale. So as I'm recording this, the 50% Off Collection Unlock Sale is still going on. There is no announced end, but I suspect it will likely run until sometime in January, maybe end with other events like Life Day, the Character Transfer Sale, which, by the way, is also happening uh, transfers are now 90 cartel coins down from a thousand. So if you've been wanting to shuffle some of your characters around, now is the time. And this will end on the 18th. And I'm going to guess that's probably when a lot of this other stuff will end as well. Also going on right now is Swotor's five year anniversary. And if you go to the fleet, you should be able to find a vendor. That's going to sell some items for, I'm guessing, one credit. That's usually how they do that. So gifts this year include the Senya Hollow Trainer. Uh, so if you didn't pre-order like, you know, Rise of the Hut Cartel, for example, or, or, or have one of these hollow trainers, uh, you can now have one available to you. And these things are pretty handy, especially if you're leveling up a brand new character. Out in the field, you ding a level, and leveling's very quick. You can just pop down one of these hollow trainers and grab your brand new skill. So very, very nice handy item to have. There's going to be a brand new celebration, Jawa. This is different from the one they handed out uh, a few years back, but this Jawa will count for the That's Just Wrong achievement where you need to kill players with the party Jawa out. There's going to be a stronghold decoration featuring the loading screens from each of the expansions in the original game. Of course, uh, I said the original game. Rise of the Hut Cartel, Galactic Stronghold, Shadow of Revan, uh, Galactic Starfighter, and on and on and on. If you've been waiting to purchase a Dromenkas or Coruscant Stronghold, these will be available on the vendor for five credits each, although I believe they're only 5,000 credits to purchase them now. So, so really not, not that big of a, but big of a discount. Just sort of nice little offering though. And finally this year, they're introducing the five year subscriber statue, which is another stronghold decoration. Now, to qualify for this, you must have subscribed to the game within 90 days of its launch on December 20th, 2011, and remain subscribed until December 11th, 2016. So congratulations to all of you out there who qualified for that reward. You have certainly been around for the long haul. Now, I don't know if anyone from BioWare is listening, but for their 10th anniversary, 
The makers of World of Warcraft sent their 10-year subscribers a replica Warg Rider statue. It was a very cool item and a wonderful gesture, and I have to say, I would not be at all disappointed if a replica Old Republic lightsaber made its way to my mailbox five years from now. And it doesn't even have to be a real lightsaber. Something decorative will be just cool. But although I suspect that five years from now, we ought to have actual lightsabers. So the real deal would be preferred. Also in game right now, Life Day 2016 has begun. And this year, there are a couple of cool items for direct purchase from the cartel market. So in addition to the normal snowball throwing festivities and rewards you can can purchase with parcels, there are a couple of items available for direct purchase on the cartel market. First is the Festive Tauntaun, and basically it's a Tauntaun dressed like a reindeer. Kind of neat. And then there is the Wampa Companion. Now, I don't know how one tames a Wampa to fight for them, but I am going to find out. I think this is a very, very cool companion, and yes, they sucking more coins uh, out of me for this, but, uh, but it does look kind of cool. And finally, speaking of items for direct purchase, on Friday, December 8th, the Royal Fearnock mount was added to the cartel market. Now, for those who don't know, Fearnocks are creatures that were first introduced in Season 2 of Star Wars Rebels. So, it's a Rebels crossover. Let me just say, I think it's a great-looking mount. It's really, really cool, but it is not a Fearnock. It is a reskinned Malvar, Malvar, however you pronounce it, and, and it's a great one at that. I mean, they removed some of the horns... And the plates, they colored it purple, gave it yellow eyes, but it's still a Malvar. I mean, the breaking point for me is that Fearnox have two eyes, where the Malvar appear to have four, and this one retains the four eyes. And not only that, but if you look at the description for Fearnox from the official Star Wars databanks, it says this, and I quote, The animals are unable, whether for fear or sensitivity, to walk in sunlight. So, obviously, that doesn't apply here, but, you know, if you have this thing, you know, might not want to take it on Tatooine or places like that. Might want to limit yourself to, like, Ilum or uh, Terrace, at least for the Imperials, where it actually is at night. Now, maybe the Fearnoct are due to go through some major evolution in the next, next 3,000 years, and this is what they look like in the days of the Old Republic. But as I ride around on one, and of course I got one, I feel like I'm riding a Royal Malvar and not a Fearnock. And, you know, so it's cool, but they just could have called it a Royal Malvar. I, 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 you know, they named it a Fearnock and, uh, it just doesn't look like one to me. It, it was like nice try. I mean, you know, next thing you know, they'll reskin the Wampa Companion, remove the horns and call it a Lasat Companion, right? And of course, if you know the Lasat, that's, you know, Zeb's character from Rebels, you know, so, so expect to see that maybe coming to the cartel market near you. And yes, I'll probably buy one of those too and say, look, I got my very own Zeb. All right. Well, that's all the announcements I have. Let's slice the holonet and review the news this week. First up this week is patch 5.01, which will be released on December the 13th. It includes a lot of little fixes and some changes to both the Dark versus Light and Galactic Command and Uprising. So I'm not going to read all the patch notes, uh, but here are just a, just a few of the items to, to, that looked interesting enough. So first, the method of tallying points for Dark versus Light battles has been adjusted to make them more competitive across all servers. So this is one of the big complaints that's going on. And I think last week I talked on Shadowlands how it seemed to be a little bit Seesaw, no, totally wrong. And after 
playing the, the, the expansion for a while now. It just seems like the dark side is dominating our server like crazy. So it looks like they're going to do an adjustment to make this a little bit more competitive and see more back and forth. So that's one change. Uh, what else? Starting at 65 characters. So if you create a character, it starts at level 65. Five, they will no longer receive abilities that were replaced by better abilities when loading in Chapter 2 of Knights of the Eternal Throne. Uh, Master Ranos and Shea Vizla. So they are now summonable by using the Communicator and by completing the appropriate alliance alert. The client no longer crashes when exiting the game from full screen mode. That was one that was driving me crazy. Uh, female body types are no longer distorted when knocked down. And bipedal mounts are no longer causing female characters' bodies to distort. So that's a good change there. Uh, what else? The command experience boost and leveling experience boost no longer share a cooldown timer. And command experience boosts can no longer be stacked to increase the percentage of boosts gained, which, by the way, and they talked about this during the live stream, while they didn't view it as an exploit, it was certainly a poor use of your galactic command boosts in a very, very uh, kind of a waste of money, basically. You're just wasting your coins, wasting money, wasting everything else. Uh, what else? They said the... Silaraz, a dark versus light world boss, no longer remains spawned on Tatooine and now only appears during a light side victory state as intended. Uh, Veteran Balam, Battle of Ilum now grants 300 command experience, up from 100. Veteran Zerka Core Meltdown now grants 300 command experience, up from 100. And then they said the command experience values of um, the command experience items dropped from flashpoint encounters has been increased. So that's good. That's a nice buff to Galactic Command there. Uh, let's see, under missions and NPCs, this is a good one. The KT-55 and PR-98 droids in the Crimson Fang Uprising will now do much less damage in story mode. Good, good, good. So I was going to talk about Uprisings. I like like the Uprisings a lot. I'm still having a lot of fun with them, but I think some of the story modes um, aren't, are a little bit over-tuned, uh, especially when you factor in you're doing random groups, four people, completely role neutral. And this was one of the fights where even if you had a healer, they looked and said, oh my gosh, without a tank, it was going to be much harder to, to get through. And a lot of people were unhappy with that. And I experienced that myself. One I don't see a patch note for was the, the final boss in Ord Mantel, which was very hard to do uh, without a healer. In fact, I had to heal that. I had to switch to heals. I've never healed in this game before and barely got us through that and hope I never have to do that again. But that's another encounter that comes to mind that could probably use an adjustment. Command experience gained by completing uprisings has been increased. Story mode uprisings now give 340 command experience up from 160. That's very nice. And veteran mode uprisings now give 680 up from 200. So this is something when I get into the live stream, talk about what they covered. They mentioned that this was coming. They didn't have the numbers, but there there you go. Nice boost to the command experience there. I look forward to, to that. Uh, Players who are defeated during the final encounter of the Fractured Uprising are no longer blocked from entering the final room, making them unable to collect their loot. Hallelujah, that happened to me the very first time I went through that Uprising. Very disappointing, because I liked that Uprising. It was really fast. It was short. Not a lot of bosses. Just really just that one boss. And you're like, yay, this is great. And then we died. Uh, cause someone did something, cause someone knocked a droid uh, off the ledge. It didn't die and we couldn't kill it. So it killed us and couldn't go in there and get our loot. So very good. 
Uh, the Imperial, Imperial Spy in Uprising Inferno is now accessible as intended. The highlighted Galactic Command activity now grants bonus command experience as intended. Another hallelujah. That was another frustrating thing, right? You know, you saw the bonus activity and yeah, no bonus. So very frustrating. Uh, heroic and daily missions completed on previous days will no longer count toward or auto-complete Galactic Command planetary mission activities. All heroic or daily missions must be completed that day in order to count toward the planetary mission activities. Uh, gold Elite Enemies now reward two command experience up from one. That was something that was talked about uh, in the live stream. Um, I, I guess I'll just say this now. I don't understand the point there. Um, I don't really see the point of this. Two is just not much better than one. And... Uh, Look, they clearly don't want players to farm NPCs exclusively to level up their their galactic command. And that's what was going on with these gold elite enemies that used to yield 10. So now they've buffed them up to 2. But 2 is really nothing. I mean, they might as well just have him give 0 and just buff up the heroic quests and things rather than just have these give anything. Because I don't think there's a good number here. I, don't, I, I think... There's no middle ground uh, for these types of NPCs. And the number of experience you get is going to be so high that you're going to run out and feel like you have to farm them, or it's going to be so low that you don't feel like you're getting anything and you just like, just, an, it's more annoying than anything. So I would honestly just, just have them give zero and move on and just, just buff up the quests or something like that. Uh, it is no longer, another patch note is no longer possible for a player to end up in a state where they can see two highlighted Galactic Command activities. And then, uh, players starting Knights of the Fallen Empire now have their class companions removed as intended. Didn't realize that was an issue. And then they said they fixed a number of issues in class story cinematics that were causing faces to appear distorted. Yay. So that's really it, uh, there was one more note about crew skills. There were a few minor things for, for the class changes, which I'm not going to get into here. They said end game modifications now use the operation material instead of exclusively requiring conquest materials. That's five, patch 5.01 coming on December the 13th. So as you're listening to this, you're probably downloading it. Who knows? Maybe it's already up and you're in the game. And those are just a few of the changes that they introduced. Uh, the next item up in news is the producer's live stream that they held last Thursday. And they talked a lot about Galactic Command. Some of the changes they talked about were uh, introduced in, uh, I mentioned in, in, in the patch notes that I j- just read through. Um, so they did talk a lot about Galactic Command, and I'll, I'll, I'll go through that in just a second. But, but here are just some of the highlights of things. Uh, coming in January, we're going to get five new uprisings in January. Also in January, Master Mode Chapters... Uh, will be, will be coming. Uh, as far as master mode uprisings go, we won't see those until February and possibly March. And they said, um, sounds like maybe they're planning a larger update in March and they might include the master mode uprisings as part of that. So for the near future, really just five new uprisings and master mode chapters. So that sounds like that's sort of the main bits of content that we will be seeing. January and in, in, into February. And, and so it, may, it could be March until we see really some major significant content changes. So just something to keep in mind there. Uh, what else did they, they talk about? They talked about companions again and just reiterated that 
no plans right now for any of the old companions to come back. They want to bring them back. I guess they'll come back eventually. They just want to do it when the time is right. And that time apparently is not now. So again, don't expect to see any of the old companions any time too soon. Uh, a lot of people ask questions about class adjustments and they said they're going to try and get a follow-up post specifically on class adjustments, but they didn't get into anything specific other than people were just like, Nerf Mercs was just all over the place, which, no, I play a Merc. It's my main tune. So, of course, I don't want it to get nerfed because I just enjoy that spec. But I guess uh, Mercs are in a ridiculously overpowered place. Now, I don't know if that's for DPS or healing or what the deal is. But anyway, stay tuned as far as... uh Class balances go. Um, trying to think what else they, they talked about. There was something else in here. I was another note that I was looking for that was not related to Galactic Command, but uh, was interesting. I can't find it. Uh, oh yes, the dark versus light meta achievements that they took away. They are going to be coming back in January. So if you were kind of upset, and how could you not be upset about having those achievements, those long, hard-fought achievements? removed, uh, you know, from your, from your legacy there, uh, you'd be happy to see those come back. So I'll be glad to see, see those come back. I mean, that's just, it's the whole point of achievements is sort of record and have a historical record of all the things that you've accomplished in game as long as you've been playing. And so, you know, removing those was just, uh, an oversight and kind of silly. So I'm glad to see that those are coming back and they will come back in January. So Galactic Command. Uh, some of the things we, they, they talked about, I was talking, talked about the gold mobs, uh, being buffed to two points. That's, that's coming in the game as well as, uh, buffing the amount of galactic command for uprisings as well. It looks like that's, that's now making it into the game. And as I talked about, you know, farming the gold NPCs and them not wanting us to do that, um, one of the things that didn't appear to make it into the 5.01 patch notes was something that's going on in the game in which people are forming ops groups. They're going into Karaga's palace and they are farming the trash and earning hundreds and hundreds of, of, uh, XP for Galactic Command from those trash mobs. I would expect that to get nerfed at some point too. And I mean, I think when you look at their philosophy, I guess, and, and they haven't come out and stated this, but when you pull up that Galactic Command UI, and you see those activities, the heroics, the operations, PvP, starfighter, uprisings, um, chapters, etc. That's what they want you to be doing, right? And the, and the whole idea behind this system is that, hey, we want the gear and all the rewards to be accessible to everybody. And we want you to be able to go ahead and get those things no matter what you do. However, not exactly anything you want to do. And when they say what you what you want to do, that means if you like to run ops, good. That's going to be a great way for you to go about doing things. If you like PvP, well, just play PvP, uprisings, whatever those activities um, that you enjoy the most. Just go out, do those activities, play the game, and don't look at that gold bar underneath your character. Galactic Command will happen. Well, of course we're looking at that bar because that's what MMO players do, right? We try and figure out the fastest, most efficient, efficient way to get from point A to point B. In the case of Galactic Command, we look for the easy ways of getting heaps and heaps of Galactic Command XP. And sometimes 
that just falls outside of the the design. And, and instead of doing operations and flashpoints and uprisings, we find mobs and things like those trash mobs in Kraga's Palace, and we go and kill those until our eyes bleed. And obviously they don't want us to do things like that. So whenever something like that comes up, I fully expect those types of activities just to get nerfed, and then hopefully they buff up other areas of the system to kind of offset the Galactic Command XP that we might have been getting from from those things. So we'll we'll have to see. Uh, They talked about alts and Galactic Command, Said legacy, perks, possible, no plans for that. As far as concrete goals for Galactic Command, such as working on specific gear, they're looking for solutions. Uh, I anticipate there being changes, but again, no, no time frame for that or no, no idea of, of what to expect other than we may very well see, see something. I mean, as far as the RNG goes, I mean, they said, let's see how it plays out. They said they've discussed at least 10 different ideas on how to address the issues. They're not ignoring it, but they want to measure it properly. And again, it's only been a, you know, we're just starting our third week and it feels like it's been out for a while. And a lot of the activities that we're doing have been here for a long time. So it doesn't necessarily feel all that new and fresh. And there's, there's certainly, and I feel this too, like the urgency to just want to get all the way up to Galactic Command rank 300 and just start earning that tier 3 of gear and it's just going to take a while. It's moving very slow for me. So we'll see, we'll see. But I mean, my sense is that they're receptive to making changes as far as the changes that we'll see and when they seem not, it's just unknown right now. So I think we're just going to have to sit sit with it as it is and just slog our way through and hope they do things like we see in 5.01 where they're buffing the uprisings and flashpoints and things like that. Uh, as far as the Galactic Command uh, XP cap, there were a couple people that hit it. If they see that being a common occurrence, they will increase the cap, right? And they talked about the drop rates for purple items and no plans right now to increase the drop rate. They don't feel, they feel like, you know, getting those should not be easy or I guess in this case fast. And there you go. So that, that, that was the gist of the, of the live stream. So no, they understand. I, I, I guess the positive there is they are perhaps acknowledging that there are issues with galactic command and there are tweaks necessary. But as far as what those tweaks will be, when they'll be happening, it won't be soon enough for, for, for players, obviously, but never is. But I would expect to see things. And we saw a couple of things, improvements already coming in 5.01. So that's it for really the live stream and Galactic Command. And, you know, I'm happy to see some new uprisings coming in January. I don't know how excited I really am about master mode chapters. I've been doing some of the veteran mode chapters. And, yeah, you know what? They are a challenge, which is good. And and they're fun, but they are taking some work. And I've got a feeling I'm going to want to have much better gear than I have access to right now to complete those those master modes. But But we'll see. But more on that at another time. I did want to spend some time talking about the Knights of the Eternal Throne story, and yes, I am going to get into spoilers, so consider yourself warned. I've only played through it once. I have replayed Chapter 1, Wrath and Ruin, and I was impressed to see the branching of the story that it offered. Now, on my official playthrough, I went the way of the light side and let Senya and Arkin live. I decided to go the route of forgiveness and redemption, but you don't have to do that, and you can stay mad and kill Senya. 
I don't know how the story plays out beyond that, and I'll have to play it on different characters to see the various permutations. I won't get all of that from the replays, because when you replay a chapter, it takes into account your previous choices. So even if I made like the dark side choices in chapter one, if I go replay chapter seven, for example, it will that replay will take will will treat it as if I had made the light side choices that I did. So I, so unless I play it on a different character and go all dark side or whatever, I won't get to see the various permutations on a single character. So I'll have to have multiple playthroughs, I guess, on, on different characters in order to really see the full breadth of of branching that they offered this time in Eternal Throne. Overall, I thought the story was a lot of fun. We got most of the questions answered, although I didn't necessarily like all of the answers that we got. Specifically, I wanted more from Valkorion. I was hoping there was more of a connection between us and Valkorion and that we were somehow related. But in the end, it turned out that he was a homicidal maniac who went all fanboy on us and miscalculated when he thought he could use us as a new vessel. And that's really it. That's sort of the bottom line. I mean, I love that final chapter that takes place in our head. I love the bridges that were constructing themselves right in front of us and how each of those portals gave us an explanation of what Valkorion had planned. But I didn't necessarily like all the explanations that we got. For example, I was disappointed to find out that in Chapter 12, Visions of the Dark, that when Valkorion says he's leaving our mind, that in fact he didn't go anywhere. He was there all along, which means in chapter 16, when we faced Archon, Valkorion is there helping us, which is why we had those abilities to sort of block Archon's lightsaber blows. That's why I was saying. I was hoping that we were somehow special and that we were related, some sort of progeny, if you will, of Valkorion. But no, it turns out he was there all along, and that's why we were so badass in that fight against Archon. So, and to me, that sort of diminishes the whole story as far as non-force using characters go. And it, the story never really seemed to fit well for the non-force users, but I thought there was sort of a glimmer of hope, a good way to explain that. And, uh, but no, once we, once we found out that really Valkorion was there the whole time, it kind of lost a little bit of the luster and it didn't quite fit as well for 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 the non-force using characters i mean there's no reason why they would be so special and be able to stand up against these great powerful beings beings but that aside i thought it was very good and enjoyed enjoyed a lot of it um some of the other things that i didn't feel got resolved very well was what happened to the scions what was the whole point of them right we go through all this trouble of trying to align with them, bring them in as allies. And I think Heskel at one point says, don't worry, when the time is right, we'll be there for you. And then we never really see them again. I thought, you know, they never really factored in. And I I think you do get an email from them saying, hey, yeah, we saw all of this coming in our prophecy. Congratulations. You know, you're the, you're the man, (laughs) but they, they never really, nothing, nothing really came to bear. And in previous podcasts, I've talked about, uh, the weapon, that we forge in chapter 12 visions of the dark and then how it was completely unnecessary and just non-factor in that fight with Arkan. And it's not even revisited again. I mean, that weapon was just meant for that encounter. You didn't even need it for that encounter. And then it was never used again. And so I, I again, I'm not really sure what the point of Satil Shan and Darth Mar in this whole story, they were completely absent from Knights of the Eternal Throne, although at the end you do see Satil Shan back on Coruscant, kind of at the very end of the story, which, again, that was something else I wasn't really too happy to see, because I think 
her time is up. I would like to see her kind of move on and, and do something else and see the Jedi Order and maybe a future story kind of rebuild itself, renew itself, redefine itself. And I think it'd be better off doing it with without her at the helm. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, I like the new planets. Love Nathema. Uh, and I loved going into Valkorian's vault and the holocron and talking to his father, Lord Dramoth. And I guess there's a couple of options there, a light side and a dark side option, which will play out a little bit differently depending on which one you choose, choose, chose. I chose the, the light side option, but I, I loved getting some of the background and, and story from him and seeing him as a, as a, as a character. So. Like I said, overall, just thought the story was good. It, for me, it was a satisfying, overall, it was a satisfying conclusion. I just wanted there to be more from Valkorian. I mean, I like villains that are sort of more intellectual, that have a real plan and, and have a bit of sanity to them. And, and I think in the end, he was just one of those, those villains that just wanted to see the world burn, the galaxy burn, and was just, you know, every bit the monster that we, we saw him. And in the end, I mean, Valkorian, ultimately, he was Tenebrae. He was Vitiate. He was that Sith who, you know, destroyed Nathema. And he was the person that destroyed Zyost. And, you know, I have to believe that had he won out and taken over us, our minds, and returned to the the throne of Zakul, then at some point he would have gotten bored and probably would have burned, uh, destroyed Zakul, much like he did those, those, those other worlds as well. And that's just the kind of, kind of villain he was. And I just prefer a more intellectual villain, but overall enjoyed it. Look forward to replaying some of these chapters, playing the story on, on other, other characters. And like I said, as, as uh, the weeks go on, I'll probably get more into the details of specific chapters and specific choices, but I am coming up on the half hour here. And so let's cue the music and just say that you have managed to survive another half hour listening to episode 16 of the state of the old Republic podcast. I am your host, Ted, and I thank you for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitchers, Google Play, YouTube, and Buzzsprout. You can also listen to the show directly from the show site, which is currently SotorPodcast.com, and there is an RSS feed where you can subscribe to the podcast directly. If you have a question for the show, you can email me at SotorPodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet your questions to at SotorPodcast, and be sure to follow me on Twitter to get the latest information on the podcast. Tune in December 20th for episode 17 and remember the Sith Code, Cake is a Lot.